Benfica Podcast is one of the founding partners or founding projects of Benfica Independent. Uh, BenficaIndependent.com is a site where you can find tons and tons of content. Our podcast included Brinco do Batista, Benfica FM, along with uh, uh, audio uh, recaps uh, of games, a lot of podcasts about modalidade, if that's your thing and you want to keep up uh, with the modalidade, but you really don't have the time uh, on your schedule to watch the modalidade on BTV, you can now catch the recaps and also modalidade talk on Befigan Pennant, along with a lot of uh, uh, opinion articles, uh, all independent, everyone with their own opinion. There's no agenda between uh, Befigan uh, Pennant the only thing is that we just want what's best uh, for the club. Uh, Benfica Independent is also on Patreon with two levels of support, one at two and one at five. Uh, and I believe the five gets you some uh, free swag. So uh, if you like the content and if you like what's produced on there, uh, please do support us uh, by going to uh, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent. Ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão um culto. É que a gente quer que crer, que é vontade, que é o caráter das pessoas. Calma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão para a explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser do Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser do Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Dog Bifiga podcast. Alfredo Fumaças, episode number 422 is what we're up to. Cristiano, what's happening? What's up? <laughs> I miss you, bro. Miss you. It's been, a, it's been a bit, right? Yeah, miss you. I mean, my brother Dave, we talk on a, on a daily because I need the, the stats. I need to be kept up. You need the stats. I need, I need to be kept up to date. Dave, stats, stats. Dave, what's happening, my brother? Nothing much. Good to be back on. It's been uh, it's been a hot minute, but uh, lots to uh, talk about here tonight. Nah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's been what two weeks? Um, of course, I was in uh, I was in Portugal last week. I was there for the Bayern game, and how was that? It was wonderful. We'll get to talk I mean, about it in a little bit. I, like, we, I want to hear about the trip, Dave. Right? We want details. Did you go to Ramiro? Did, did Rui Costa take no, you the, out of for... the, the details, there are no details. Okay, that sounds um, fun. Sounds like a hell of a trip. <laughs> 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 the details are, there are no details other than, you know, what, what, what the normal stuff was, right? So, traveled to Portugal, spent some time with my parents. The game was on Wednesday. Went to the game, watched the game, hung out, came back on Friday. There wasn't much more after that, you know. I don't lead a glamorous lifestyle like you do. Christian. You're the capitão, bro. You're Captain America. When you é capitão, mas é só para os amigos, pá. When you get to a place, it stops. <laughs> Everyone stops, gets on their gets on their yeah, toes, okay. and okay. Oh la la, welcome, capitão. No, you don't get that. No, not at all. Oh, I don't get that at all. Yeah, pá. Then you should. We're gonna boycott, <laughs> Dave. We're gonna boycott these guys. I don't. They don't roll out the red carpet for me like they do for you, Cristiano. Well, I mean, that's You know, that's They really don't. They bring out the carpet like they do for me. It don't. I'm a tristeza because I don't get that neither. 
<laughs> I get a little tapet. I get a tapet and wipe your feet. It's not even red. It's not even red. Well, you don't want to wipe your feet on anything that's that's red, I, I would say. I'm sure the club already has red carpet out 365 days of the year. So when Cristiano shows up there, he thinks it's for him, but it's already the red carpet it's as always, it is. Dave. Yeah. Dave's a little... Um, you were you a little was he a little garbled up to you when he was talking? Yeah, a little bit, right? A little bit, a little bit. But he's closer down. or put it away? Nah, you you're good. You were just you were just breaking up a little bit, but it seems to be good now. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, welcome the the two people that are joining us. Uh, you're listening to us or, or, or watching us. Two is re remember, Freddy's two is better than one. That's all I got to say. That's it, baby. Uh, tweet that out, Cristiano. Okay. Fala um cadinha, I'll tweet this out. I'm trying to tweet it out. I'm trying to sign in. I mean this You're is trying to sign in. This is yeah, this is very complicated. We need an assistant to the assistant. We Dave, need an assistant to the assistant. Dave, we need to get you an assistant. I got this. I got this. <laughs> Where's Neil? We gotta get Neil back involved Focus. sending out yo, Neil be tremendous. Neil's my man, yo, he's got for you. Neil right now will be sending out tweets to every right now they'll be hitting Mars. That's how quick Neil is. I forgot my email address. I got it. I already. Email. I I I posted it. Is it? I posted it. Could be so. What? That's why you need the red carpet, bro. You so anyway, um, episode number four hundred and twenty-two is what we're up to. We got plenty to discuss. We got a Portuguese Cup game against. Uh, what is it? Trofense. Trofense, which was a team that they've you're in your stats. We had never, we had never uh, beaten right in our whole history, or our hundred and. 11 something years of history uh we had never been beaten trophense and and sure enough we hadn't beaten them in trophense trophense in uh in regular time we needed extra time to uh to beat them uh we also the Bayern game which i i spoke a little bit about my trip to portugal and that Bayern game spoke a little bit about and it. yeah and uh Vizela, which was this past weekend um another Tough game for, for Benfica, but we'll get into that. Uh, and then we got a League Cup game, the first uh, game of the campaign of the League Cup tomorrow at Stadio Dom Fonseriques in Guimarães. Is it the first? It's the first game for Benfica. I thought we played already. No, we haven't played yet. Uh, the other teams on the group with Guimarães, Riwav, and, and us, there's only Good three th There's only three team, three uh, group, three, three team Groups. Three groups of three teams. <laughs> three. No, it's four groups of three teams. So you're saying threes. I'm going along with it. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> shut up to the party, bro. You drinking? I'm drinking. I'm just going along with it, bro. No, we also got uh, Estoril coming up uh, this weekend. Praia. Estoril da Praia. Estoril da Praia. Não da Costa. Estoril do Brasil. Do Brasil. That's right. No. Brasil <laughs> soon to be Tondela. Estoril do Tráfico. Estoril, uh, Brasil soon to be Tondela. But listen. Before we get into these exciting games, yeah, right? nothing but exciting times, you know, Dave and I want to hear about your trip to Portugal. And I just wanted to mention that, you know, for those of you who are tuning in into the Benfica podcast, thank you very much. Appreciate it. It's been it's been a while, but thank you guys for tuning back in. We, we uh, absolutely enjoy speaking to you guys. It's an honor to, to, to speak and, you know, share our thoughts with Benfica with you guys. And for those of you, again, that are tuning in now that were uh, that are not aware that Alfredo and I were part of the Benfica FM. Uh, program yeah to get dave but dave there was only room for one voice uh for one voice <laughs> and i i took up that that seat and uh just wanted to say it was, it was a tremendous time we had fun yeah uh you we, know we had fun with the exception of uh the zafio ed carlos 
well, you know, what was a zero zero. Well, you have to <laughs> zero after five questions. It was zero zero. Now, and first and of we all, had to go to the tiebreaker. First of all, Dave, 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 let's let's set this straight. <laughs> first of all, look, I'm gonna set it up. If I went there and went five for five, think about how that would make Baquero, right? Who is Mister Benfica? Glorioso himself, more glorioso. The guy knows everything about Benfica. Imagine when he goes four for five next week. It'd make him look bad. So I can't do that to Peter. Peter got his ass beat two weeks in a row by uh, by uh, Picasso. All right. <laughs> uh, Flavio does his thing. You know, the, the Joãozinho and them guys, you know, big flip on when these guys show up, they do their thing. I couldn't embarrass them. That was one. Two, most importantly, as much as I love those guys and I do love those guys dearly, Capitão, I love you more. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't embarrass you. So that's point number two. And the third. I, I, embarrassed, I, I didn't need you to embarrass me. I, I know, embarrassed I, myself enough. But, but listen, I'm with you. You embarrass yourself, I embarrass myself. And then I thought I should have gotten a half a point for the Veloso. A half a point. Why? Because you got one of the years correct? Yes. No, it doesn't It doesn't work like but that. But you said 86. That's, pi- that's Picado Gate type of stuff. No. And close, left, close only left, works in horseshoes. You left Picasso. Picasso. You left Picasso. Speechless when you mentioned Fred. <laughs> was, I, remember, I said Fred, Fred. Was making up players as he goes here. Yeah, Dave. I said Fred, and that's that's the only thing I could. I think got of. a text message today from my good buddy, Sleep, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, aka Baquero, telling me that he's going through the whole archive. He's going. He's going almanac. He's good, dude. He's saying that right now he's on the the fichero where before the club was joined at the Farmacia, he's going through those teams. To see if there was a Fred. And he's having difficulty, but he believes in you. He just wants to know. He wants you to know. He told me, he's all Fred. And he's doing the best he can. He's on the black and white footage. You know what I mean? <laughs> Alfredo just had the Freddies on his mind. And that, That's what that it was, was his way to I, sh- give him yeah, a shout out. If, if I'm being honest, that was an homage to the Freddies that follow us every week. No, I, I, I drew a blank. <laughs> I, I drew a blank. Um, it was Fernando Aguiar, wasn't it? No. What do you mean? No. The... Who ended up being that? The, the answer to that. Oh, that it's me, Fisas. <laughs> <laughs> but I want one but, shot. But just, one but just so you guys know, I mean, all the 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 current and and, and not so current, but in recent past. Yeah, Fred's really not current. But players that we could have thought thought of, and Cristiano brings Fisas out. That guy hasn't been with Mefica for the past. 15, 20 years. Who cares? <laughs> When's Fred been but with he, <laughs> he's never been with Benfica. But Fred has yet to be conceived. I went, Alfred, I wanted to show <laughs> off my knowledge. I went to someone nobody would think of. Yeah. No, and you know what's funny is that after the game ended tied, I started mentally preparing myself saying, I know this is where, where this is going to go. And then, and then Cristiano was asked to say stop right so then i'm thinking i'm thinking okay what letter is he gonna land on and i'm and i'm waiting for christiano to say well, stop i never said anything and plus remember no, you said stop and I, he goes f remember because he goes start it was difficult guys you know for those of you that had the chance to watch and those of you that haven't and will get the opportunity to watch it you know it's worth your time you know anything that i take part in if it's <laughs> worth your time but you have to remember, I wasn't in the same room, so it's difficult to coordinate things. You guys, I'm I'm in a in, in a secluded place. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't give away isolation my booth. isolation. I could not give away my 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 current, you know, my status where I was at, my locale. But it was difficult to 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 coordinate everything. And 
I think he had that set up with that. No, I think no, he he went start. I think Picasso stayed up all night looking at all the F names, and he's and then he was like, "Amanya, you can say stop, para, no para, sigue, sigue, no para," and he was gonna go to F anyway. Didn't matter what I said. If he said G, that now that's that's a tough letter, G. Gilbert, yeah, that's true. Yeah, my whole thing was just when he said start, start. And then me waiting for Cristiano to say stop, and I'm thinking, okay, if this doesn't take too long, I'm going to end up getting early letters. If this takes a little bit longer, I'm going to take – so um, my whole thought was like, okay, what letters is this going to be uh, be See, landing on? It pays to be dumb like me because I was never thinking. <laughs> I never thought. So. And, and then when he said F, I was like, oh, God damn it. And then he said feces, and I said Fred. Fred, <laughs> and then as soon as I said, I was like, "Who the f is Fred?" Yeah, Fred. But anyway, Freddie Adu. It there's, was an old there's a- <laughs> Freddie Adu and the Freddies in our chat. Uh, Oscar Takwarakardos, what's up? Hello, talking to the dog. Oh, that's you. <laughs> but <laughs> thanks, yeah. man. Thanks, Oscar. Uh, Switzerland, man. What? What are you baking chocolate, man? At this time of the night? Who's in Switzerland? Oscar. At this time of night, it's morning. It's t- My man's getting time ready of night. to go to work. Is he baking the chocolate? No, nah, bro. This the, the Belgian waffle. No, that's Belgium. Uh, <laughs> the Belgian waffle. <laughs> what gave it away, right? Patrick, what's Sw- up? Swarford. Where's Swarford? I got a. Is I, that in Canada, uh, Dave? Bo- doesn't sound like a Canadian city. Oh, no. City Patrick Swarford. That's his okay. last name. I got a Swarford from my speaker, right? What's it called? <laughs> Swarford. <laughs> I, got, I got a Swarford from my post around. So. But, yo, this is more fun than the guy. I don't want to talk about these games, man. I mean. Uh, oh, life in Louisiana. Wow, is, dude. Oh, bro. That's. that's uh, yo, all I got to say is that. This, I didn't know that we had fans in Louisiana. I mean, we got fans everywhere. I'm just surprised that there's a Benfica fan out there. <laughs> but, yo, the no, cra- it, what, yo it, be careful with them crawfish. That's right. Yeah. Right, I heard they like to get capsinia. Awesome, man! Yeah, that's fantastic. But thanks, so. thanks again for Montreal. Um, we're international today. We're yeah. We're is this like back in the days? Remember when and, when, and when you Ce- called? And Cesar was in Australia. Is he in Australia? Australia. Hey, where? Australia, mate. Benfica FM. You got a bunch. Carlos, Carlos Tugas is everywhere. Yeah, this exactly. is everywhere. Um, but anyway, let's get into. Uh, and look, it's it's been a while ago, so we won't bore you with the details. But certainly, this this game against uh, Tondela uh, teams their ultra motive, Tondela. not Tondela, Vuvuzela, <laughs> throw fence. Oh, what, what? It was it was a T, but it, you know. And, and look, there there was always going to be some some rotation in the squad, but still, you're you're playing a second division team. You have an obligation or a duty. Uh, to be focused and to be able to beat a team like this. You know they're going to be ultra-motivated, right? And you know they're going to give it their all for as long as they could go. Um, and we should have put, put the game away sooner, but we didn't. Took it extra time, needed Andre Almeida uh, on, one of a fo- on one of his forward runs to uh, to get us the, the winning goal. Early on, early on in the... Yeah, in early the- on, yeah. Just just like Flavio said on Bifika FM that day, you know, at first we hated that golden goal rule, but in a game <laughs> like that one, we're like, why can't I bring this golden goal rule? Because the game would have been over. Because it was literally at the start of extra time, and then you had to play the full 30 minutes of extra time. Yeah. But look, I think the most disappointing thing about that whole game was, um, obviously for, for, for me having to watch that crap. But uh, <laughs> aside from that was the fact that, 
there were, as you mentioned, there was plenty of rotation. Uh, I believe there's a rule in this in this league that there's got to be two regular something like that. It's a league the, in the league cup. There's a, a restriction. Oh, that's 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 not Portugal. So that's for this new one coming up. Never mind. Forget yeah. about that. I'm all over the place. Um, but the one disappointing thing about that one game was, as I was saying, with all the change in the lineup, right? With all the turnover, you'd expect one starter. Okay. One usual starter is what is what they line up with. Okay. But in that game, the one usual starter was Vertonghen, actually. But besides that, the fact that a lot of these guys who have not gotten plenty of minutes early on here in the season, again, we're only now in, what, October, November, going into November. Uh, it's still early on. But these other guys, the Maytays of the world, these these guys that, that have been brought in um, to try to grab themselves a spot on this team with, you know, to get some regular minutes, and not him, but majority of the guys on the field, let's just say, it was very disappointing to see the effort that they put forth. Um, I was expecting these guys to to come in with a little bit more hunger. Um, and, and I get it. I understand. Uh, obviously, you guys listening at home and wherever you may be now could absolutely make a compelling argument that, look, these guys have not played with regularity, so they're not going to be in rhythm. They're going to be out of form. And I understand that. But when you're comparing the opposition, it, it should still be a walk, a walk in the park. We understand that these smaller teams um and especially in these competitions which is the beautiful thing you know the big teams have to go on the road and stuff do you know that they're going to give it their all they're going to be into it their fans you know this is their world cup this is their one shining moment okay they might be the only opportunity in the in their whole lives to play a game of this magnitude not magnitude, but to play a team of this magnitude at home these guys may never make it to first division you don't know what some you know obviously you have some players on the team that are going to go first and back and forth but but for a lot of those guys, they're never even going to get to live that dream. So now they're playing the big giant Benfica. They're going to give it all that they have. And it's understandable. But at the same time, the guys on Benfica squad, the guys who don't get the regular minutes, the guys who are hungry, we hope are hungry, to crack that starting 11, to crack that rotation. And then you see a performance like this. And JJ had to make a couple of, of substitutions and bring in the Vigos of the world. Jomadi's bringing, you know, heavy hitters for a game like this. It's absolutely inexcusable. Yeah. And I agree with Cristiano. Um, there's guys that are going to get limited minutes throughout the season. And usually this early stage in, in the competition of the Portuguese Cup is when they get their minutes. It's their time to shine, their time to prove themselves. And I think from Everton, uh, I don't really think that anybody really stood out in, in, the, in, the, time, in the minutes that they got. Uh, Everton, obviously, uh, but you, you, you're talking about, and look, Take it with a grain of salt, right? We're talking about a second division team. If Everton has troubles getting past a second division caliber player, then we... Give out the starting lineup. I don't know if you uh, did. Yeah, no, no, no. I Because I kind of wanted to briefly yeah, touch yeah. on it, on the game, not get it too much into it, but Elton Late. Yeah, but now since I talked about that for 20 minutes, you might as well give it to <laughs> so people. Elton Late, uh, Almeida, Vertonghen and Murat, Gilberto and Gil Dias, uh, Maite and Tarapt, Pizzi and Everton on the, on the wings and Gonzalo Ramos up front. So, I, I mean... That should be enough to be the second division team. Oh, yeah. All day, every day. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, but Befica left it late. And uh, like, as Cristiano mentioned, this is a story uh, that a lot of these um, these trophense players will tell their kids. Once upon a time, we played Benfica 
and uh, we took them to extra time, and they needed extra time to beat this us. This is reminiscent of what? Montalegre, right? <laughs> many, many, many teams. We, 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 Dave gave, I remember the last podcast, Dave gave these stats against against these smaller sides in the Dustin Portugal competition over the last 10 or 15 years, and it's been absolutely atrocious. Then you and I come on here, and we want to reminisce about the good old days. When we grew up, you could tell 6-0 before he even stepped into the field. And now... <laughs> Now we, we we needed to go to overtime. We needed yeah. the great, you know, Savior Andre Almeida. Thank goodness a lot of people are saying four right backs for what? And look, <laughs> I know. And uh you know, look, it, it, it's it's important to get uh get get through to the next stage, but certainly an unner- unnerving game uh that you really don't need to go through that suffering. Uh, and waiting till the end, and 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 God forbid um, that uh, we take it penalties, and then if penalties is uh, is a uh, is a lottery, right? Uh, so we were able to put it away, and 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 thank goodness for that. Um, but yeah, these games you got to be beating these teams, uh, and you look at what your rivals did. I think four nothing and five nothing beating smaller fish. Uh, that's where we should be. That's the normal thing. No, there's no need. Uh, we don't know if there was an ultra focus because of the Bayern game. But again, these are all players that are not going to play against Bayern. So I don't know where that was. Maybe the message didn't didn't really uh, get through. But that's anyway. a good segue into the Bayern game. I don't know if Dave wants to add anything about that, but I have a lot to say about that attitude. And, and, and you know, it'll come into play here in the Bayern game. But Dave. Go ahead, Dave. Ahead. Shock is all. I know you don't. You don't have a stats. lot of stats, but no, not a lot. A lot of stats here. I was just going to um, move it along and say that we win a, We won and ultimately ended up drawing Pasuj Ferreira in the the next round there, which we'll play them uh, in November here. I've got the uh, the date November nineteenth, but overall an ugly game and um, on paper, you like you said, we should be beating these second uh, division clubs, but. I don't know. Maybe chemistry does play a, a part in this, and um, not that we're going to get a minnow in the next round against uh, Pashus, but uh, maybe uh, maybe JJ's got to look at that for the future and not do a full squad rotation. Leave some more of his regular starters in there and Dave, sprinkle in some squad rotation here and there. I love you, Dave, but against the second division team, come on, bro. you got to rotate, he, man. Benfica should be able to come in with some of the team B team players. You would think, uh, like I said, on paper, you would think that. But there's something with this team now. How many years in a row you you mentioned uh, Montalegre and these other clubs that we continue to struggle whenever we put our second uh, second squad in there? So, yeah. I mean, if you if this really this isn't a priority for the the club, anyways. As much as we we'd like to think that we want to always win uh, the Tasa at the uh, the end of the season, but. We're starting our, our these these guys, and we're struggling. You're looking towards Bayern the next couple of days too, and it ends up biting us in the ass too. Because rather than resting these guys, we have to bring in some of our our other players to just get us over the the hump there. Yeah. No. I, look, I I don't know what it is. I don't know if the message is strong enough. I don't know uh, if the motivation is not there because you're playing a minnow. But in the back of your mind, this should you should be thinking these guys are going to be. Uh, you know, fighting to the death as they play us. So you best 
you best bring your your, your A game if you want to be competitive and you if you don't want to be in in an embarrassing spot. And certainly after ninety minutes, tied one one. Uh, if you're a Mexico player, you got to be embarrassed about you know not being able to beat this team. Fortunately, we were able to beat them in an extra time, but still, I mean, not not a very good uh, not a very good look for Mexico there. Anyway, um, shifting our attention to the the big uh, the big game, the big midweek game, um, the Bayern game uh, that happened on Wednesday. So I, you know, I don't know. Um, I guess do you, do you want me to a game that you were at? Yeah. And the first question I got, did they bring you out into the field to like to to let the eagle fly away or to bring it in? Like nothing. They, they didn't bring you no no acknowledgement. No, he was nothing. With, he wasn't with the cheerleaders. Nothing. No, he, he's you know, doing the flipping. He's flipping. I, there was no cheerleaders. I don't remember seeing cheerleaders. And I got I got there. The teams were already warming up. But I'll tell you this, right? Um. I'll, I'll tell you a story, and this not a story, but I'll give you some information that will be helpful uh, for any of you that are looking to go see Benfica in, in the very near future while COVID's still going on, right? Um, so the day of the game, uh, and usually when I go to Portugal, I usually go to the to the game to the to the Benfica store, the official the official Adidas store. Uh, I usually go pick up a shirt. Um, it's just it's just what I do. Um, I just happened to have, or my parents had something to do in Lisbon uh, that morning. So I said, let me just go there, get it out of the way, I'll come back. So when I go back to the game, when I go back to the stadium, I don't have to worry about buying a shirt, standing in line, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> so as it turns out, after getting my shirt at the official store, they started, and this was like 11 in the morning or 12 noon, they, they started putting up the barricades. And... Um, I was pretty confident that my vaccine card from the United States would be able to get me through. I mean, a vaccine is a vaccine card, right? So I went and, and spoke to uh, one of the guys that was there and just asked, oh, so, Amigo, what's the, what's the deal with the, with the vaccine card? What kind of proof you have to show? Blah, 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 blah. So as it turns out, um, the CDC-issued card that we have here in the United States is not accepted at Stade Luz. Um, they will only accept uh, EU um, cards or European Union cards or um, a test that's what uh, within 48 hours, I believe, uh, like so a rapid test, PCR, antigen test, whatever, within 48 hours uh, to uh, to get in. So as you can as you can imagine, right, 11 o'clock, I'm in Lisbon. Uh, I got to get back to where we're we're from, and and obviously we're we're not we're from Alkshit, so we're not that far. It's twenty minutes away, uh, but now I got to struggle to make sure that I could get a test. I could walk somewhere, get a test, and get my results before I head off to the game. Fortunately, I was able to do that. But had I not asked the guy, if I had just left confident that my vaccine card wasn't going to get get me in. I may have, have sat outside Stade Luge. I know that probably close to game time, I probably would have called the supervisor and he probably would have let me in. But still, it's not a good um, a good situation that you want to be in. So uh, with that being said, if you're looking to travel to Stade Luge to watch a game in the near future and while this COVID and the COVID restrictions are, are going on, 
make sure you have a test. Obviously, if you arrive the day before, whatever test you took to get on a plane, if it has 48 or 72 hours, whatever it is, you're still good to go. Otherwise, plan on on taking that test the, the day of the game or the day before the game. Uh, luckily, I was able to knock two birds with one stone because with that test for the game, the morning of the game, which was on Wednesday, I was able to get on my flight back on Friday. So it worked perfectly. I didn't have to take another test. Uh, but needless to say, like I said, not a good situation. Um, crowded, extremely crowded was, I think was, uh, 50, 50,000 people or 55,000 people. Uh, obviously the, the two sections that were, were, uh, empty were the two sections where usually the no-name boys and the Diablo Vermeil sit, uh, the, the fan sections or, or the clock sections. And, um, what, ha- what, in it, I'll, I'll be honest and, and I'll give my, my personal uh, feeling on it. Um, being used to going to Stadio Luz, and obviously I, I, we don't go every week. Obviously, we'll go, uh, you know, once a year. Um, it was, it was, it was sad. It was sad to see those sections empty and void of the supporter groups. The supporter groups are still there. They're just elsewhere in the stadium. Um, the the no name boys are uh, so they're on. Pizu Zero, usually, if you can imagine that area is Pizu Zero, which is like the ground, the floor. Uh, now they're on Pizu Tres, so they're up all the way up top. And the Diablos Vermelho is the same deal. Usually they're at uh, Pizu Zero also, now they're at three. So it, it creates for an atmosphere also, but seeing those sections empty of fans and understanding that these are tickets that they could have sold and they could have had people uh, in there to just add to the atmosphere, which is which was great, by the way. Um, it would have been great, but I'm I'm sad to 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 see that w- what's going on with this cartão do adept, and I hope that they put an end to that soon and they could resolve this. Uh, Sporting has already um, shortened the the number of seats for the supporters group so they're able to put some more fans in that area and i think that Benfica is doing the same thing but still it's seeing if you can imagine you, a lot of you guys also watch this on tv i'm sure but if you could see those section that section especially with the no name boys right behind the goal empty it's just it's it's not a it's not a good look and, and people internationally do not know what is going on uh, but certainly it gives a sense of, okay, well, what, what's going on with that section over there? It's, it's cordoned off. There's nothing going on, but, but anyway, so great atmosphere. Um, and I thought that, um, you want to get into the game? Want to get into the game? Ah, I wanted to hear about your, your, your trip. No, it was, it was a great at- atmosphere. I was able to, uh, get together. Um, did you cry? There was, there was a lot, the, no, there was a lot of traffic. <laughs> There was a lot of traffic in um, getting to the stadium, and I was able to hang out and get a beer with the with the boys at the at the mega bar. Uh, no pictures. No pictures. I didn't happen. take pictures. No pictures didn't happen. No, I, that's right. I forgot to take pictures. That's all right. Um, Dave. but but yeah, I got one. Then I went to the stadium. Um, I tried to get in in the stadium by the Eusebio statue. There was. People just bunched together, just trying to get into one exit. A uh, guy checked my COVID test, um, let me in, and then you go into the so wait, doors. So you're, they're making you 
take you, you have to show proof of COVID test to get in the stadium. But they're letting you pack up like like sardines in a can in order to show your COVID test. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's pretty smart. Yeah, smart. no, it's uh <laughs> Yeah, it, it was it was it was super crowded. A lot of this uh, this pandemic stuff doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it was it was super crowded. Um, got into the stadium, sat sat on my seat, and we were unfortunately we were right in front of where all the goals took place. So That's on that's on that side. So you of, got a clear view. I got a clear view of all the Bayern goals. So anyway. Um, let's get into the. Do you want to hear more? I don't have any more to say. After the game, I hey, went to. Sure Dave, I went back Dave's to the mega got bar. Some questions. Dave's got. Some Dave, you well, got questions? Car- Carlos has a question here. You want some more uh, background oh. about the uh, the cartão do adepto and is that a, a federal law in Portugal? Who's enforcing this here? Yeah. So, the cartão do adepto was something that was put in place by the Portuguese government Sheesh. by the the Ministry of uh, Youth and Sports. Um, and what that is, is is really what they want to do is they have these sections um, that are separated from the rest of the stadium, right? So these sections are specifically for people with Cartão do Adept. And why are people so against the Cartão do Adept? Really simple. Uh, the reason why they're so against it is because they have to basically give all their information, where they live, their names, uh, their address, their phone numbers, to have this cartão do adept, right? And a lot of fans is like, well, what do I have to do that? Because the club already has all my information. I'm a socio. So why why does the government need that information? The government already has my information in my my bilhetinidade, cartão, cartão cidadão. Why do I need to, to do this? And the other thing is that within that section, I don't, I think the age limit is 12, 12 and up 12. so if you're 12 years and younger you you can't go you can't go to the and sit in that section and it look and the biggest thing that they're fighting against is is the the, the freedom really and not have to give your information to the government when they already have it in so many other ways uh so the government is is at a at, at holding strong in terms of of that and also think about this right every away stadium will have a section like that for supporters group for the away supporters group that now is going empty so they're not able to sell those tickets for those sections for away fan groups uh and you know it's it's sad it's sad but uh, i i think that people are starting to take um, take notice of what's going on and i think that um sooner or later i think somebody brought up to that to the antonio costa which is the prime minister and he said that oh i'm i'm not aware i got to look into that he's like how, how is he not aware that i mean the guy is clearly a football fan uh he's he's been seen at Befica stadium quite a bit he's a Befiquista. uh he's been seen at and how does he not know about cartão do adept it's just probably just doesn't want to um to get into it or he doesn't want to be involved. He want to, he wants to leave that for the minister. But anyway, um, I don't even I, I didn't write notes obviously because I was at the game. Um, but I guess I could uh, from on top of my head. Vlakodimus, Verissimo, Otamendi, Vertongen, uh, Grimaldo on one side, 
Was it uh, Double A? Andre Almeida on the other. Uh, then you had uh, Mario Vigo. Vigo, João Mario, Rafa, Darwin, uh, Darwin and Yaramchuk. Um, and look, I I I thought that uh, Benfica played pretty well. Um, there was a couple close calls that the VAR inter interfered, not interfered, but came in and, and, and called those Bayern goals offsides. And there was a few good saves from Vlaco Dimas. And, and at that point, <clears throat> I was thinking, man, if, uh, if we're able to get through this, I think this is going to be our night. Um, going into the half, 0-0, I think the Benf a lot of Benficistas were feeling good about it because obviously the expectation that and and that everybody had and the logical expectation that everybody had is that by halftime we would already be losing three nothing. So zero zero into the locker room, the team playing well, having a couple chances. Um, I you know I was feeling good. I was feeling good about uh, it. I don't know how you guys uh, saw. It. I but I gotta I gotta I gotta tell you this. I gotta tell you this though. Tell us. Um, Watching Bayern live uh, is very different from watching uh, Bayern on TV, and and to me it, it's just it's amazing how in sync that team is because when Benfica's pressing and Bayern's trying to get out, there's a there's a there's a defender that that passes the ball or hits the ball, and he he knows that there's another player that's going to be there, and and just seeing how players knew. Even if they didn't even look up, know how a play, a Bayern player was going to be there to get the ball. Just seeing that whole synchronicity between all the players and the and you like that? Synchronization, synchronization. Yeah, I just invent the Seeing uh, that's not a made up word. Synchronicity is the right. Is, is it? Is a, yeah, it was also the, the the police name of an album of the police. Synchronicity. Police says an you album. Know? Ai, tô fudido com este gajo. Police. Do you know pol the police? Newark police? NYPD? <laughs> What police we talking about? Sting? You know Sting? You know Sting? Not the, not the wrestler either. NWA? <laughs> Dave, canta aí uma canção. Dave, canta aí uma canção do police. NWO. Message in a bottle. bottle. SOS. Oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah. a bottle. It's, it's, My singing is Young better than Cristiano's uh, singing on that. Somebody uh, help Christian here. Hey, Christian. Hey, hey, listen. That's, Young. That's an old. Don't movie. stand. Don't stand so close to me. Did Puff, Puff Daddy. Uh, what, what was the song that Puff Every Daddy covered? Every breath you take. Every breath you yeah, take. Yeah, but that was. Okay, that's the I, police, dude. That's, no, that was, that was Puff Daddy. No, that's the police. Oh, uh, Yo, I need to get I need to I need to get school. But listen, <laughs> what were we talking about? What the hell were we talking about? Synchronicity and buying synchronicity. Oh, synchronicity. I mean, that to me is a new word. I mean, congratulations. Alfred. What is um, what, what did you guys uh, think of um, of that first half watching from home? I thought Benfica. Dave, go ahead because I'm always talking. I'm no, I, I I think it, I, at halftime you can say it's an, a moral victory because. Like you said, we're coming into this match thinking Byron, the might, almighty Byron are going to come and streamroll us. But Benfica had their their chances in, in the first half and could have, uh, if they were able to capitalize and finalize on their opportunities, could have uh, really um, put one or two of their chances. Kind of like the opposite of what happened in the match against Barcelona. Barcelona had those chances in the first half, failed to uh, capitalize and 
Second half was kind of a, a different story, but overall, after the first half, I would take that as a moral victory for Benfica. At the end of the game, no, no moral victories, but at halftime, it's a moral victory. Look, we all knew this was going to be one of those games where Benfica was going to suffer, right? Where they were going to be under heavy pressure from the Germans. Um, and I thought Benfica started the game a little bit more comfortable than I expected initially, right? But then they started to, not more comfortable, I should say. I thought Benfica, again, I, I thought they would struggle a little bit more. That's what I was trying to say. And they did get fortunate a couple of times. You know, Byron applied the pressure. They were able to, to, to get the ball in behind the two outside backs, in particular under Almeida. It seemed like they, 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 they made it a point to target him early on in the game. And I thought, Struggled a little bit, but then he got his footing under him, and I thought Benfica um, were able to, you know, weather the storm, right, in the first half. And to me, to me, and I told you this, Alfredo, that same night we spoke on the phone, the turning point to me in that game was something I never would have dreamt of saying. I know some people disagree, whatever, but again, I'm always, you know, you guys know me. I look at things differently. When Andre Almeida got hurt, I thought that was a changing point in the game because... Yes, he had gotten beat a couple of times by Coleman or Coinman, whatever his name is. I can't, I can't pronounce Kingsley Coleman, whatever. But I thought he was in there hanging in there and holding his own. And I think, look, we all knew he was going to have his difficulties going up the field and, and being able to keep up with the speed of the Germans. But I thought he did a decent job, decent enough job. And now the question mark is going to be, was he going to be able to withstand this? At what point was he going to break down? Right? I think if JJ was possibly looking to get 60, 65 minutes out of him. Unfortunately, it was earlier than that. It was in the first half. And when that happened, Gonzalo, not Gonzalo, uh, Diogo Gonzalves came in, and my man was on ice skates, Dave, the whole game. And it just seemed like that was the Honeywell. Yeah. And Barca. And Barca said, right there, it's what we got to target. So much so that at the end of the game, you get a guy like Asane, who I thought had a spectacular game, scores two goals, and he wasn't even a man of the match. It was, it was Kingsley Coleman because he terrorized Benfica's defense. Yeah. The whole game, and in particular, after that substitution. And look, for all his, his, his prowess going forward, we know that it, he was going to have difficulties on the defensive end, and that's exactly what happened. Credit to, to Byron. We know that this is, if not the best team in the world, one of the best teams in the world. They have a tremendous coaching staff. Their coach, unfortunately, missed the game. You know, fortunately due to him, you know what I'm saying? Fortunately for him, because you never want to see somebody – come down ill and they thought initially it was the flu and then eventually you know they figured it out it was COVID uh, he missed the game but their coaching staff is as prepared as anyone they do a tremendous job of scouting the opposition and I thought they they, they knew exactly what Fika was going to do when how and I, I just thought you know it was men amongst boys now but Fika did have a couple of occasions in the first half Darwin had that spectacular chance where he turned and you know Emmanuel Neuer went, went, went and got it then second half had a deal with Solves chance and then another yarm truck that he's got to get that on goal. Obviously, you could be critical of that aspect. But, um, you know, in a game like that, we don't want to be too critical of these guys. Now, I fell into the trap, guys. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you at home or wherever the hell you are right now, uh, not the hell, whatever, you know, wherever you may be right now listening to this. Um, you guys probably fell into the same trap I did, which is you see Benfica hanging in there. And I thought Benfica, their best spell in the whole game was right before they gave up that free kick goal to Sané. Yeah. They, I, I kept bitching and complaining, texting Alfredo back and forth. Benfica 
we're giving away the possession. We're giving away the ball way too quickly. For those of you that, that follow tennis, obviously you're very familiar with unforced errors. And I thought there was a bunch of unforced errors by Benfica. Yes, Byron did apply a lot of pressure, but a lot of times Benfica did just, it was like hot potato. You know, the guys were just, you know, was, I don't know if they were afraid or or the pressure got to them, whatever it was, but they wanted no part of it. And I just thought Benfica gave away possession way too much. And, and it's one, a, a, an opponent like that. You can't constantly concede possession. You can't constantly keep giving them the ball because sooner or later they're going to crack that. So Benfica had a little nice spell. That's the chance I mentioned with Darwin. I mean, not Darwin. Uh, the arm choke went wide. And then, you know, I fell into the trap like, yo, this this is, you know, 70 a minute, right? Right before that free kick. Benfica's playing well. You start to believe. You start getting that, that hope. <laughs> and the worst thing you could have is hope. In a lot of ways, because once you fall into that trap, there's no coming back from that. And once that happened, man, like, and then the goal goes in, you get deflated. Obviously, they had two goals, as Alfredo mentioned before, uh, with the VAR calling them back and yada, yada, yada. And so you start to believe, man, look, there's there's something in the air. You get all these goals, you know, a tremendous save by by Vlaco Dimos off, off his leg and off the post and crossbar. And, yo, epa, é hoje, pa. Hoje é nossa noite, man. Pelo menos um empatinho, um pontinho, vamos sair daqui. And then, all right, 1-0, free kick. Like, all right, man. And then 2-0, you're like, ah. And then all of a sudden, the floodgates. It was it was a wrap. It was like the, the wheels fell off the wagon. The freaking house of cars collapsed. And from that moment on, I went from hope to devastated. Devastated. Now, Fredo knows. Yeah. Because I, you know, I, social media, whatever, a lot of people were content with, yeah, we lost 4 0 to, to Byron, you know, best team in the world. But, like, you know, again, I'm not even, I'm not, I don't even feel right saying this, but like losing 1 0 to 0, the way that they had played up until that point. Not happy, but you understand it. But I sure as freaking hell ain't celebrating no 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 loss. And then on top of it, a four nothing defeat. That 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 eisenzia, that attitude, that want, right? And Dave, as I mentioned before, and Alfredo, and I know I'm going on for like a twenty minute rant. I'm sorry, but as I mentioned before about the good segue from the, the from the the who the hell do we play through fence right to this game. Which it ties it all up, which is that attitude, that demand, that exigencia, right? And the one thing that I, I can't stand our neighbors from up north, and we all know that. But these guys, when when it's game five of the season and, and, and they tie in Madeira, when they land, their clocks are there. Letting them know that this shit, it ain't happening here. We're not pleased with this. And us, on the other hand, we're ecstatic because we only lost 4-0. I mean, think about the difference. Think about the well, difference. I don't know if there's anybody ecstatic, but. I mean, there was a lot of people happy. There was How people, yeah. How about that? I don't know about yeah. ecstatic. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I saw a lot of people with no problem that we lost 4-0 to Bayern Munich. And again, it, it, and it's that attitude. It's that mental chip. And it comes from the club to the fans to everybody. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I keep going on for you. I don't disagree with you. Um, just, you know, just a little bit of a track back. Yeah, I I thought that Andre Almeida made a couple of adjustments after he saw what he was dealing with in terms of speed. Uh, and after that, he, he, he controlled uh, Kimmich. No, Kimmich. Kimmich. Coleman. 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 Um, 
and then when uh, DG came in, he was just like you said, he was on ice skates every time. They were going to that side every single time. I, I mentioned they were on, going to that side. I mentioned on Mifika FM that I thought there was a possibility going into the game that JJ might, you know, put another midfielder in a game to kind of you know get another body in that midfield in order to compact things a little bit more. And obviously, he didn't do that. He went the strongest eleven that he's you know he's accustomed to playing recently. But Alfredo. Go back to that video. Go back to that game. And why in that first half, our midfield, I mean, Vigo, I thought Vigo played a really good game, all things considered. Yeah. All things considered. But that being said, our midfield was overrun by Byron. Kimmich was just doing what the hell he wanted. They were playing balls behind our defense all the time. Here comes Verissimo coming to clean up after, you know, bef- you know, behind Andre Almeida. And then it was the old, and it was just, it was a tremendous collective effort. But our midfield was non existent. And again, I, I, maybe I have to go back and watch the game. But from that first look, from what I saw, our midfield was non-existent. And so I thought Bifika could have done a little bit better job in that aspect. But look, it was going to be a game that Bifika is going to be under pressure at all time. The one thing about Byron that's impressive is these guys don't stop. No. They just keep coming and coming and coming. And, you know. It's really something to watch, man, especially the the movement in uh, up front with between Sané, between uh, what's that dude? Um, Lewandowski. And the other the other guy. Was it Mueller? Uh, yeah, Mueller. Yeah. And then he came out for Gnarby. Yeah. Just, just seeing the way Sané and Mueller was, were coming into the midfield to uh, make up uh, or make up a uh, a numerical advantage against Mefica's midfield. That was, I mean, I saw Otamendi chasing him down into the midfield, and that's how these guys were doing. But really, the first goal didn't surprise me, and I think that when you when you see Sané setting up for for a free kick like that, you have to be scared. Um, I'm surprised that he was able to hit that the way he did. Uh, it wasn't that hard of a ball, but I think that the, I've seen replays, and I think that the ball goes through between two heads of the a jumping wall, and it betray and it it really beats Vlakodimus. I don't think that Vlakodimus normally would uh, give up that goal. Not that it was uh, his fault, obviously, uh, but it wasn't like upper ninety type of thing or up and down over the wall it was something that went through the wall he could have done better i I think so uh and then the 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 own goal man that you just felt (laughs) like davy hen just says in the chat yeah you you at least he popped one in baby yeah (laughs) you just i I was in the stadium right and i felt like the all the oxygen being sucked sucked out of the stadium it was just like oh People were just like dropped from, you know, having hope. Okay, one nothing is not bad. We got a couple chances. We're, we 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 had a couple knocks. You know, maybe we could still keep this one nothing, and it's 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 nice and honorable, whatever. Uh, but when you when you see that that own goal, and then after that, I think that the team was was done for uh, after that. But. Uh, I got to tell you, man, I was really impressed uh, from what I saw from Byron. And uh, to me, and I think I mentioned this on the last podcast, is that Byron, I feel that Byron is is the best team team in the world. They might not have all the individualities, but they're the best, the best team for me. Uh, and then just seeing the ease in which they got the third and then they got the fourth. And then 
after that, it 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 just it was embarrassing. It was it was embarrassing because I thought the team had done so well up until the seventieth minute, and then seeing give up two more goals when it, I really felt that the team had um, had given up after the own goal. Um, so, you know, Here, I, here's a question I got for you guys, and and, and Alfredo, you know, I'm a um, I'm a JJ guy, Dave. You know, I was ecstatic when JJ came back last year. Uh, nowhere near the JJ I was expecting to get, but you know, at the end of the day, I, I was I was happy. What do you guys think about his substitutions in that game in particular? Obviously, you could criticize a lot of the stuff he's done, um, in in, in many other games, but in that one game, once they once we go down two 0 and he brings in PZ, brings in uh, uh Tarapt and who was it? Gonzalo, maybe he got. I know he's something yeah. like three guys at once. And Everton too. And Everton, no, Everton was in already. Everton came in earlier. Yeah, Everton. Okay, yeah, the the three guys that came yeah. out in the eighty first was Everton scored and yeah. uh, Ramos. Okay, so when the when that, it, all right, they were already losing two 0 and obviously things were, were were very difficult. But it seems once Tarap comes in and and PZ comes in, it it, it was catastrophic. It was like. You know, these dudes were completely lost. Right? I just think that after that own goal, have... I think I don't know. That's it. It's it's not you're done for because uh you're not creating a lot of opportunities. The two opportunities you have was that Yaramchuk run in which he hit wide. Uh and then he got that Diogo Gonçalves shot that Emmanuel Neuer saved. Um but there wasn't much more. Uh, and I think that Bayern really had control of the game. So after, you know, allowing that second goal with no, but the question 17, I'm, 15 minutes to go. But the question I'm I'm asking is, once you make that, once once he made that that those substitutions, it was as if he was it, already thinking about Vizela. It was like he gave up. <laughs> like like the question. Well, who else in his no, defense? Dave, who's he who's he going to bring in? No, but that's not positions. what I was going to. I guess I'm not asking the question the right way. Was at the time, was he better off just even making those subs? Just, yo, look, we're going to pack things in and we're going to take it from here. It's 2 0. Let's just, you know, at the end of the day, 2 0 is nothing to be ashamed of, right? Not to celebrate, but we did our best for 70 minutes. And now let's, let's think about the important game on Sunday. You know, let's compact things in the back and just, and let's just go home to him <laughs> as opposed to what he did, which was, it was like, yo, wild, wild West. And you do what you want. And it just seemed like there was, I, I don't want like this organization. It just seemed like, you know, there, there was no rule of law. Like everybody just did what they wanted. So there, he brought in Pizzi, Tarapt, Ramos. The only other three midfielders or attackers that were left on the bench were, Paulo Bernardo, so maybe somebody could have been a sh- uh, Champions League showcase debut, yeah, debut for, exactly. for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mete is also on the bench there, and uh, Radondic is also All three uh, midfielders. on the bench. All yeah. three midfielders. And again, I'm not saying that PZ and Tarapshin to come into the game. I'm just talking about instead of telling them to go gung-ho, right? You know, all gung, you know, go attack and let's, let's overturn this 2 nothing deficit. Yeah. About we just, look, let's just sit back, get possession, Touch the ball around and let's let's get out of here. I'm asking, I don't know, because I've seen people actually criticize that. So I'm asking you guys. I'm not defending it or criticizing. I'm asking. I just I, I just thought the substitutions were really of no with no intent, I should say. 
Um, and I think when you talk to the subs, when you talk to the subs as they go in, they know exactly what they're going in for. Are they going to change the game or are they going just to burn out the rest of the clock? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, and, and, and Cristiano sent me a text and actually before, before the game we were talking about it, Cristiano said, if we play with a two man midfield, we're going to get overrun by Byron. That's what happened. Uh, and then he said, "Oh, he should bring in Tarapt." And I and I told him he's not bringing in Tarapt unless the team is is losing, uh, because Tarapt is not the guy that holds the ball. My two choices was Tarapt or Maite, and you know that. And I said that on Benfica FM and, as well. Those, are, I mean, I didn't I didn't consider PZ an option. I thought it was it, that goes to show you Benfica is deeper this year than they were last year, but the options are still for games of this magnitude of this magnitude, right? Maybe for the defense of the world, the options are still enough. Apparently not, right? We went into extra time. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. But in the games, in games, Champions League games, games of this magnitude, um, our options aren't, you know, exactly lighting anyone up. So, yeah. Look, the, the important thing is that JJ rotates and gets these guys. Yeah. I'm, look, I don't want to spend too much more time. I, I just think th- there can't be a moral victory, right? Because you lost for nothing. And I know that the, the score line is a little bit, um, it, it doesn't really paint the real picture of what happened during a game. Uh, but there, there can't be a moral victory when you lose for nothing. What I, what I think is, is happening here or that could have happened. You got to take a lot of things from this game. Number one, um, for 70 minutes, you you played with one of the best. You competed with one of the best teams in the world, or if not the best team in the world. And then the other thing is that for a lot of these players, this is the level that you need to be at to be a good team. Um, so I hope that a lot of lessons were taken from that, and especially having a gauge for the level where you need to be at. Uh, in order to be good and competitive in a Champions League and internationally. Uh, so I, I thought that was one thing that could have been taken out of the team. It's not the end of the world. For nothing to, to Bayern, it's not the end of the world. Like I said, uh, the scoreline is not indicative of, of the game that, that was played. Uh, but, but certainly, you know, it, it's a loss. It's a loss uh, and something that uh, doesn't leave us in a bad position in Champions League uh, and uh, on the table. Uh, but it's a loss. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in Bavaria uh, in a couple of weeks' time, but but certainly, you know, it's a loss, and, and I don't think anybody likes to lose uh, for nothing. And I think it's one of the biggest defeats um, in the stadium uh, the loses uh, history. Yeah, I think four, four or fifth. Dave, stats so we can move on from this game, dude. Yeah, only the third time that Benfica has conceded four or more goals at the uh, Stadio de Luz in uh, European competition. Uh, the other two times, 65-66 uh, against Manchester United, lost that one 5-1. And the other one was in 83-84, lost 4-1 to, uh, to Liverpool. So um, some hit- wrong side of history being made there. Um, talked about uh, we're at the midpoint here of the uh, Champions League group stages. Benfica's got four points. The uh, previous three uh, previous three times that Benfica has had four points at uh, the midway part, uh, two out of the three they've qualified for the uh, knockout stages after having uh, four points to the first three match days. So we'll uh, we'll see if we're able to make it three of four this uh, this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So anyway, moving on. I was just something you, else. To you add. mentioned Bavaria. I was one of the Bavarian cream donuts. Are they named after Bavaria? Bavaria is the part of Germany that where Munich is in. So that cream is named after that mostly. Yes. Oh, see, so just like some... Boston cream. It's from Boston. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Things Maybe. you learn on every figure pop. Boston cream's most likely from Boston, and Bavarian cream. Look at that. The what? Synchronicity. Synchronicity. Oh, I thought you meant the greatest city. I'm Go like, get what? it, Dave. Go get it. Synchronicity. It's the right. It's the right word. This guy might actually yeah. have the album here. I'd yeah. have to go grab it for you. So anyway, turning our attention to uh, Befica's next game, uh, Vizela, which happened this past uh, Sunday. Uh, <laughs> another. <laughs> I'll give you the lineup. We'll another get into two the hours game of my bit. life. Vlakodimus, Verissimo, Otamendi, Vertongen, Diogo Gonçalves, Grimaldo, Weigl, João Mario, Rafa, and Darwin, Yarmchuk up front. Um, Chris, as we know, that it's very difficult to change that, that chip coming off of... Um, of a European uh, game against a very good team, um, a, te- a game in which your 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 mental um, and focus levels need to be at the very highest. Uh, now you got you go from that you go to, you travel up north to face Vizela. Um, but one thing that I got to say before we get into the game is that I, I really um, I really enjoyed the the whole fans the whole local fan support in Vizela, man. They really seemed like they got something going on there. Those something are all super very, uh, bro. They, you think so? They were all super <laughs> Hell yeah. They all bought tickets so Benfica fans wouldn't get them, and they went there and supported because yeah. to them, like, I didn't Benfica, read that story. Well, you know, you didn't, you didn't call me up. I would have told you. Yeah, but look, I, but it's not the first time. So I think they got a very unique culture up there in Vizela. Um, you know who's from Vizela? Benfica past player. Yes, Fred. No, Dave. Dave uh, from Vizela. Oh. You asking me or you? Is... No, who? Paneda. Vito Paneda. That's right. His his daughter actually posted something on on uh, Instagram. I should have known that. That's right. Yeah. So um, look, it's just <laughs> I know that it's it's hard, but look, a team like Benfica, you got to come into but this game. Not Fredo, but it shouldn't be know. hard. It should. I know it's hard in terms of it shouldn't I'm, because this team was atrocious last no, but year. But I'm saying they didn't win shit. And this year they should have the attitude that every freaking game is to win, regardless of no, the I'm competition. No, I'm saying it's it's hard from going into a game with that level of no. That's what I'm talking about. You the know? chip. It shouldn't be hard to change the chip, it not the competition. But we, we see teams all the time doing that. Yeah, struggling. But, but this is a team that was embarrassed last year. Okay, had a disastrous season. A team that has everything to prove this year and everything to gain this year, it shouldn't be hard to change the chip. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not even going to go into the competition. A team that's that just got promoted from the first division for the first time in our all many all many hundreds of years. But it, that's another conversation for another day. I'm just answering your question when you said it's hard to change the chip. It should not it be shouldn't. difficult because this team was embarrassed. This team's this year should be redemption. Right, you know, at the end of the year, when they have the beautiful video of you know of the, the the highlights of the season, and then next year on the bus, hopefully, if we win the whole thing, it'll be redemption. You know, I was but a couple years ago, Dave was reconquista. It's gonna be redemption. It should be all about redemption, bro. This shouldn't be hard to change the chip. It should be you smucks were embarrassing last year, and we need to win every freaking every game matters. No matter who we're playing, where we're playing, and what players are on the field. Yeah, 
I, I agree with you. I don't disagree with you, Chris. I need um, to, I need to go and give the motivational speech. I, I, I just <laughs> I, I just think that uh, you know, look, it's a well organized team, despite them just being promoted. Well coached really team, really good, organized in possession, didn't lose much of the ball, which made it more difficult for Benfica. And then those quick transitions, they were they were always dangerous. Um, and I don't I think that there's a lot of themes. There's a lot of teams that are going to be playing there and going to have a hard time. They played really good football, yeah. as you mentioned. They, yo, if it wasn't for the fact that they're playing against my Benfica and my heart's in my throat the whole freaking two hours, I would have been like, I, I, really into the game. I thought they played tremendous. They one touch football, getting to open space. They're playing, but they made Benfica look bad in certain transit in certain transitions, and you know, and I just thought like it, it shouldn't be this hard. I thought that they created the better chances throughout the game than Benfica did. Yeah, I, th- I just, I, I just think Benfica played like, sh- and that's they did, man. And and credit to to Vuvuzela. they did a tremendous job. As I mentioned, of I enjoy football play that way. They weren't the prototypical small minded Portuguese team of kicking the ball up the field and let's now where they were small minded, which is and and I couldn't picture myself doing that. Regardless of what team I played for, the time wasting that shit needs to stop. That was atrocious, right? Aside from that one negative, the time wasting, I thought they played quality football. I thought that they had been feet on the ropes. I thought, I thought for for long stretches they played better football than Benfica did. Yeah, I, I and did. it was enjoyable to watch. I don't know who that coach is I, with that boy number. Yo, my <laughs> man, hats off to you. We got that off. Nah, look, and here's the thing, right? When a team plays against Benfica, if they need to execute the game plan, there needs to be a lot of running. Am I saying that some of that uh, time wasting was deliberate? Uh, some of it may have been, but I think that there's a legit thing after a certain amount of time that players that have cramps that need to have their legs stretched oh, out. Dude, I've had. Cramps. I think those are legit. I've had cramps. You have cramps, cramps I've, in I've, your sleep. I've had cramps on the field. And I couldn't go for another 20 minutes without having cramps again. To me, where this was deliberate is, okay, let's just go old school numerical, right? You know, two is the right back, the three, whatever. Three is the left back. It was, okay, now's your turn, keeper. Then it was, <laughs> all right, number two. Now number three. Number they, And again, if it's you, turns you you've had cramps on the field, I'm afraid you can't go much longer without having to be subbed yeah. off or having cramps again. Those players didn't have cramps again. There wasn't. They weren't repeat offenders. Not, not until Benfica would start to break out and, and start creating an attack or had momentum yeah. going on, on themselves. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, credit to them. They played good football. And, and shout out to to our man. What's his name? Alex. 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 Uh, the, the American kid. Uh, he played with CJ in the, the World Cup. Alex Mendes. Credit to him. Look, there's a lot of American kids who would have looked at a Vuvuzela and said, "I'm too big for that." Look, Freddie, you do <laughs> right. I'm too. And credit to him. He went out there and and he's playing good and. And, and so I got a lot of respect for a kid like that. He comes from Ajax. You know, a lot of other kids would have twisted their nose at this shit, and he took the opportunity, so he took the challenge, and so credit to him. Oh, it's, it, it's turning out to be a nice project, man. It's turning out to be a nice project. But what I thought is that I thought that Benfica did enough in their in their phase, the first phase of construction, then the second phase of construction. What I thought was lacking is that in the final third it almost seems that you want to one two through the defense and when you have a compact defense you're not going to get those one through offs 
Where are all the shots from the outside? There's, there aren't any. What do you mean all? Where's the one? There's none. <laughs> There's, There's the- none. And then in the second half, it did seem that the, the three guys that, that came in, uh, so Everton, Gonçal Ramos, and Radonjik came in, and Radonjik especially, and JJ admitted that he did tell both Everton and Radonjik, vai para cima, vai para cima deles. And you also saw a lot more shots from the outside. Radonjik came in at that right wing back spot, right? Yeah. Which is surprising. Now, the one thing, and I'm not knocking anybody, but one thing Joel Mario's brought to this team is that consistency, right? That stability in the midfield, right? He's a box-to-box. As I mentioned in day one, when we talked about him here on the podcast with joining Benfica, was, look, he doesn't do anything great. He doesn't do anything terrible. He's Mr. Consistent. There's a lot of games he's going to go unnoticed, but there's a lot of games he's going to do things, a little stuff right, and you're going to be very happy with him, right? Yeah. With that being said, his addition has solidified one position. But at the end of the day, this team severely, okay? Severe, another big word, ladies and gentlemen, along with authenticity. Maybe what? for you. Uh, whatever. Severely. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm trying to sound smart. You came up with a word I never heard in my life. <laughs> <clears throat> but what this team severely lacks still is creativity. There isn't any creativity on the field. And that goes along with the lines, which what you saying. Oh, a lot of the one, two, fours. There's sometimes you need a guy that's able to penetrate a defense, right? Rather than a kick and run. But being able to juke a guy and invent cutback, we don't have any. Everton is the one guy, but he's miles away from what he's supposed to be. There is no creativity in our midfield, bro. We lack that. Yeah. We need that like you and I need air to breathe. Yeah, and it just in years past when we missed that creativity, we had Mr. Jonas that could pull a rabbit out of our. We don't have that. Yeah, and that's that's why Rafa sticks out uh, so much, or 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 people feel that he does so well is because he takes players on. He's the one guy that has a little bit of creativity that's taking players on and that's causing mismatches. And Radonjik, he came in, and to his credit, I did I thought he did pretty well. I thought he did pretty well on his um, on the opportunity that you he got. Look, in Rafa, I don't concede. Rafa takes players on, but it's on speed. It's not on from a standstill. It's not, because the problem that Benfica's had, and you go look at all Benfica's games. When Benfica plays on a counterattack, Rafa's lethal, and even Darwin has proved to be he's lethal until he gets in the box. <laughs> and he, and, and, you know, whatever he becomes everything but lethal. But that's when these guys are productive. You look at the Benfica games over the last year, whatever, just go years before that, but it's particular this year and last year, right? When Benfica struggle the most is when teams sit back, right? And then the Rafa, the Rafas, the Darwins, they can't use that speed to their advantage. Yeah, because they don't and have room in front of them. They just, they can't. And so that's where that creativity is severely missed. You get a game like a, a Bayern Munich where – I saw something for the first time in a long time. I mean, I haven't seen that since I played in grammar school, which was the whole Byron team was in Benfica's 35, like literally in our final third, the whole team, yeah. for, with the exception of the goalkeeper. They just pressed us. And even Neuer and, was, and, was playing. And Neuer was playing like in the circle <laughs> in the midfield. But then Benfica was able to use the speed, a lot of balls down the wings, and Darwin could make up. And Rafa had a, a horrible game. But that's what they tried to do. They tried to exploit the opposition through those two guys' speed, right? They're the greatest weapon. And then you 
fast forward to the very next game where these guys they played i i was impressed by the football that they played but they've also they were also very compact defensively they gave benfica not a lot of room to pay to to, to to you know to apply their football and therefore rafa's of the world darwin's of the world now they're getting into the box they gotta take guys one-on-one they don't have that ability to beat guys one-on-one because the field is short and they can't just put a lot up by friend and beat them so even though rafa does a lot of that Right, it's not good enough in games like this unless Benfica's not a guy. Like when he scored, nobody was expecting that. Across into the box, he beats the guy with his speed, gets in a, a good position, is able to put the ball in the back of the net, and there it is. And, and yes, Cesar, I see you. Yeah, Tarap, yeah, yeah, that's fine. You could crap, but that's the only midfielder you have that can do that. That's why JJ still to this day tries to play that guy as much as he does because he gives you something that no other midfielder on this team has, which is. Carries the ball upfield, is able to take players one on one. Yes, he gives up the ball a lot, turns it over tremendously, but he still has that ability to fit that thread through that needle, right? Through that needle hole, right? Which nobody else on his team could do. Yeah, but I mean, we all know what Tarab brings, but the the the, the risk factor involved yeah. with it uh, is a lot higher mm-hmm. than what he could bring. Uh, he could bring something on just at the spur of the moment. He could create something. Uh, but look, the uh, fact that he could also uh, lose the ball and leave uh, the, the team in a state of uh, unbalanced or unbalanced, and, you know, and we've seen him give – there was a – I don't know what game it was. It might have been this where he had a, a heel pass and it ended up being a counterattack. Yeah. Look, I like I like that more than, than, than most of you guys do. But at this point, I'm I'm <laughs> ready to turn the page. <laughs> I'm ready to turn the page. Like, look, yeah. he's 31. If he's not getting the playing time, that I like different. Like, what's he really adding? He's yeah. not. So bring somebody in who's younger. But you need those characteristics. Benfica severely lack a a creative midfielder, creative presence, a guy that can do exactly those things. Break the lines with passes. You don't have a lot of that. You don't have those. Vigo does he might look these guys will do it once a game right yeah. what but we're talking about you've seen Verissimo spring a Rafa on, on a great through ball in, in Benfica scoring and plays like that yes we look these guys have the ability to do that right on one play two plays a game I'm talking about constantly over and over every time these guys got the ball I'm the defense I gotta be on my toes because I don't know who's making a run because this guy's able to put the ball in the spot that you know, I, I'm not going to be able to turn in time and cover that space. So there is no threat. There isn't that threat on this Benfica team with the Vigos, Romarios. No, I mean, they're just on a consistent basis. There isn't. And so we struggle in games like this. Like yeah, on the one team is back. Because they just sit back and like, all right, go do what you got to do. Yeah, and that's why and we, we don't shoot from the last thing. We don't shoot from the outside. That's, the that's where I was going to go. We don't shoot from the outside. Most of our crosses are atrocious. Atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, I'm just gonna sit back here. Do you? No, and 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 that's the other thing that I wanted to say is that Timo. if we um if we have somebody that could shoot from the outside, now the defense or or the players that are playing and you know defending Benfica, now they know that I can't. I gotta. I gotta come out. I gotta come out and defend the shot. And that's not the case. We barely have anyone that could shoot from the outside, like sh- even if it's over the goal, because now if you do that, and the more you do that, you're conditioning the defensive players having to come out. 
and when they come out they live leave space behind their uh behind their backs but look uh most important thing out of this game is the three points uh i know That's that the I, I know that uh that it came out it came at very late left it very late but uh who's to say that at the end of the season we're not looking at this game as as a game that shit we really needed those three points and that was that was key look like dave mentioned to go along with your very late this is the latest goal in the history of benfica there's a lot game of history winning game, game winning goal oh game winning oh okay the latest <laughs> game winning goal Dave. I mean, in 98 90 plus eight uh minute dave give it to us campaign. give us give us the stats so we can go on well chris uh christian already took that one uh there but uh rafa with his 50th goal of uh his uh of his career in the portuguese league 13 for braga 37 for us now tied with darwin at top of benfica's uh top scorer this season with his sixth goal of the season and his goal in the uh, 98th minute was the latest game-winning goal in Benfica's history. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I, it's it's one of those games, man. And I think that there's a lot of teams that are going to have a hard time playing at Vizela because of you know how organized and well coached uh, that they are. You would hope. You would hope. Yeah. I hope this. I hope this isn't just their their Super Bowl, their World Cup final, and they lay down for the other two uh big teams but if there's uh if they play like that against the other two then yeah there's going to be a couple of cl- uh clubs that drop points yeah uh, there well. look at you look you got um you you have Benfica right now going to a little bit of of uh, a rough patch we're still getting the w's here and there uh we're still in first place but you had uh the Portimonense lost uh right then you had the the trophies uh fiasco you had the loss against Bayern, uh and now you have the scheme against vizela which is far from being a comfortable win so right now we got the league cup coming up against guimarães and and damn, I was gonna say we're, we're gonna having, be tested. I was gonna say we're having difficulties against these ends teams, Portimonense, Tufens, but then Bayern ends. Bayern ends. <laughs> that doesn't quite that doesn't quite rhyme. So. Bayern ends. Yeah, it could it could rhyme. Bayern it could be whatever you want. <laughs> um Timo the comedians joined us. Appreciate it. <laughs> Shout out to Timo. Uh but anyway, uh we got Gimarais League Cup this Wednesday. Dave, what what's going on with uh with Gimarais? Well, we already played them uh, about a month uh, ago. We uh, beat them uh, 3-1 in Guimarães. Uh, but since then, they have gone uh, 3-0, uh, three wins against Famalicão, uh, Oliveira Hospital. I guess me and Chris uh, get uh, free membership uh, over there in uh, Maritimo. Uh, so three wins since the uh, 3-1 defeat for them. Historically, in this competition against Guimarães, we've uh, beaten them four times and uh, gotten three draws. Last season, we beat them uh, and eliminated them in the quarterfinals on uh, PKs. Yeah, a, a trip to the Don Fosserix is, is never and ever is never an easy task for Benfica. And we win this. We're in the final four, right? Yeah, NCAA. Yeah. So, um, so what happened for you guys mm-hmm. that that, are, that haven't been playing paying yeah, attention? Yeah. Uh, there's four groups of three teams each. The each one of the winners of each of the groups will be in a final four. 
Uh, so the semifinals, really, and then they'll play. But know. isn't this right? This is already the decision game. No, no, no. This well, is we gotta still play. Uh, we gotta play Kuvia. two games. We gotta play. Kuv- that's that's not. I said Riwav before. Uh, it's Kuvia, Guimarães, and Benfica in that in that one group. So if we so beat Guimarães, has already played, and they got the three points. Yeah, so Guimarães has already win. beaten Kuvia. Oh, okay. So Benfica will will need to beat Guimarães, and then. We'll need uh, with you traveling, bro. I lose my point. place. I lose my, you know. I don't. I know. I, don't I know. Stop paying attention to this. Um, but yeah. So look, it's not going to be easy. And coming off this run of games, which is not very consistent from what we've seen from from this Benfica team um, as of late, uh, it leaves me a little bit cautious for tomorrow. Cristiano, what do you think about tomorrow? Amanya. I mean, look, it all depends, obviously, uh, on, on his rotations. Let's see what he's going to do, who's going to take out, who's going to put in. I like to see um, some players like the Vigos of the world, Juan Mario's of the world, because he looked he looked a little tired in the game um, on Sunday. So those guys need a breather. And at the end of the day, it's not just about getting these guys a breather. We need to lengthen our options. We need to get these other players on the field because from today to tomorrow, you know, you know how it is in football. The Vigos of the world, Juan these guys could pick up injuries, and then we need to rely on these guys, and it's going to take these guys some time to get into to the rhythm of things. So I'd rather get that out of the way as soon as possible because every player on this roster is going to be needed at one point or another. We talk so much at the beginning of the season you know, about the four defenders, right? They all, they've all gone down. We talk so much <laughs> about the five strikers. Look how many of them have gone down. Uh, Sferovic, Pino, you know what yeah, I mean? P- by the way, Pino is out, for the, out for the season. And then obviously Vinicius is gone. Vinicius is left. So, look. He's yeah. out for the season too. He's out for the season too. Uh, so, obviously, you know, we need these other guys to be options. We need these guys to be available. We need these guys to come in. And I said this, I don't know, since day one here on the podcast, right? Same, it's over and over. They need to grab the damn bull by the horns and take advantage of their opportunity. So I want to see some squad rotation tomorrow. That being said, he's already admitted that he, there will be some squad rotation. Okay. Uh, and again, there are some prerequisites for the League Cup. I think you got to have. I think it's two. You got to have two homegrown players, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do so they have to be under a certain age limit too, or it can be um, a homegrown 35, 35 year old? I, you know what? I don't know, but I, you might be right because I remember at one, I don't know if you, Dave, you, you, you're guys, you guys remember you N- us? Nelson Oliveira, right? Yes. He used to get playing time in the League Cup because it was a prerequisite and you met the, that prerequisite. So Gonzalo plays tomorrow. I, I think Gonzalo plays tomorrow. Morato Does Bernardo tomorrow? get a spot in the mid? <laughs> I don't know, dude. That's a good one because I With just Jesson met- being hurt. I don't know. Yeah, Justin. Look, I, I'm a, I'm a little bit, I'm fearful, uh, for how many games João Mario and Weigel are gonna get together because too many games is, it's not, it's not good, man. And apparently, my tape doesn't, didn't turn out to be what, what JJ expected. I don't know if he's still going to. Um, but yeah, we, we have, uh, we have a problem that midfield if one, if either Weigel or João Mario go down or both. Uh, you, can, you also have uh, Ferru on the bench too to get that homegrown yeah, quota. You could do that. Too. Yeah, you could do that. But uh, I don't know how much he's going to change the team against Guimarães. I don't expect to see what uh, Porto did today. Porto Lost. played right. with ten, all ten subs, 
and there was one guy that that played that it's the usual starter uh and we all saw how that worked out um but uh yeah i'm a, i'm a little bit uh cautious cautiously optimistic uh for this Guimarães game and after Guimarães, it doesn't get any easier we got Sturil. Who's who's had a terrific start to the season Dave, here so far? Tell us about Sturil. There you go. Just piggybacking off Chris. Uh, they're in fourth position right now with 18 points from five wins, three draws, one defeat. They've scored the third most uh, goals this season in the uh, league. 14 goals only behind uh, Porto with 21 and uh, 20 for us. Tied with Sporting uh, as well with uh, 14 goals uh, scored this season. And they're led up front by uh, Andre Franco, uh, who's uh, already have five goals uh, scored in uh, the Portuguese uh, league competition this year. Uh, both clubs met la- last season uh, in the Taça de Portugal semifinal, in which Benfica won both matches 3-1 and 2-0. Historically, uh, between the two clubs, 49 wins, 11 draws, four defeats. The last defeat came uh, November 50 or November 1950, so over uh, quite a quite a uh, almost 70 uh, 71 years. Quick math there, but uh, it's been 70 years since uh, Estrel uh, beating Benfica. I remember of a game against Estrel that cost us the title. But I don't. I don't think we lost that. That Cesar Martins must have been a draw. Cesar Martins thing. I, I'm sure, pretty sure that uh, that a lot of people remember that. Uh, but look, certainly um, not not an easy game by any means. Um, we play on Wednesday for the League Cup in Guimarães, and then we play Saturday against um, against Sturil. Um, so t- a tough um, tough. Tough cycle here for Benfica because, uh, you know, and, and Dave, I don't know if you want to run through these. I don't know if you have these, but uh, I have all the all the game. I have the games in front of me. So at Guimarães, at Sturil, at Bayern, host Braga, host Passo Ferreira for the Portuguese Cup, then at Barca and at BSAD. Uh, that is the rest of the month of October and whole of, whole of November. Uh, to start December, we got Sporting uh, on the third, I believe, at Stade Luge. So, it, it, I mean, a very important spell here for Benfica has, uh, as we need to uh, remain consistent and remain uh, on top of that league uh, with some European um, decisions uh, to be made, especially the, the game in Catalonia, not so much the game in, in, in Munich. I think that's, that's a foregone conclusion. I think we're, we're going to give up a few goals on that. And I think that um, Munich will look to wrap up the Champions League there against Mefica. Um, they're at least their first place. They'll, I think they'll wrap that up. Um, but yeah, tough games. Tough games coming up. But uh, we need to get back into that consistency level. Christina, do you think it's it's a, it's a coincidence that we played well up until the election, and then after the election, we've kind of oh, been man. rocky. Dude, you're you're miles ahead of me. I'm, I'm I'm not even thinking about that. I'm hoping that's not the case. I mean, we'll see what happens. Look, the fact is, they lost to Primoense, but they played really well that game. It was one of those games you lose, but you know, it. it how do I put it? Benfica won this game on Sunday against Vuvuzela, where they I they had no business winning, but then they lost that game against Portimonense, where they 
outplayed them and look they were yeah. unlucky that game so you can't be too upset like obviously you're never happy right i just went off on a 30 minute rant before about losing and in the expectations and stuff like that so you can't be happy about them losing that game but the way they played you can't be too discontent about the way they played so then you play up you know you go play that 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 that's a game obviously you expected more out of the players you're disappointed by their performance but look a win's a win and the important thing is to get on through to the next round and you know and, and see what happens then then you go up against the big byronesses of the world right they it's going into that game if, if i told you you know they were losing would you be shocked no i don't think anybody was and then you know you come out of that game you play a subpar performance in a, in a in a field as you mentioned before with tremendous support uh, from their crowds, and so you knew it was going to be difficult. That team actually played football with the exception of wasting time, which was pathetic, but they played football. Very well-coached team. They 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 did a tremendous job. Mefica got lucky. They got lucky to come over with all three points. So we'll see what happens. Let's see their performance tomorrow. But again, even that, you have to take it a grain of salt because you expect a squad, a bunch of squad rotations. You know, and then after that, you got a tough matchup in the Studio Praia, who have started off so so you know spectacularly this season. They got the kid Chiquinho, who's tearing it up. They, you know, they're going to be a threat. They're going to be a threat. That game is going to tell me more about where Benfica is today than 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 tomorrow's game and any of these past three games. Yeah, well, we shall see. We shall see. But again, we need to get back on on the horse and and put some consistency uh, together. Uh, because we're we're heading into a crucial uh, time of uh, of the season, we got uh, Braga on the horizon. We got uh, Sporting a little bit further, and, and Porto is not too far back uh, from Sporting. So, what else we got? I'm ready to go to sleep. Me too. <laughs> um, thank you to all the the, the Freddies uh, that uh, joined us and and kept us company in the chat. You guys are active on the chat, uh, so thank you, uh, Timo. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, Timo Chico says it. Yeah. Go up. Uh, uh, Chico Marcelino says it. Keep going up. Davey Han. Davey Han. Yeah, keep going up. Scroll up. Scroll up. We don't want to miss anybody. Uh, Your boy, man. Carlos. Carlos. Yeah, you can forget Carlos. Cesar. We already mentioned Any Cesar. other million of you guys in the chat. Appreciate it. My man, Subwoofer from uh, Subwoofer. Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bruno, Bruno. All these yo. I we learned something new. We got a dude in Louisiana. That's what's up. There it is. Go LSU, baby. Patrick Swofford. There it is. Montreal, right. Bruno. We, I mean, this is international, bro. Look, I, I think you all should should we should give your address, Alfredo. For what? And they all send us uh <laughs> like, you know, their their local their local specialty in like baking, like, you know. Apple pie. Or... I thought you were on a diet, dude. Who cares, bro? That's why I said to your house. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> you know, some crawfish pie or something. I don't know. Whatever. Crawfish that, uh, pie. I that sounds know. delicious. It sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah, over there in Montreal. That's, what is it? Putin. 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 Putin's Russian, though. But whatever. Who cares? Putin. Yeah. It, what, how do you say it, Dave? I, I say Putin, but uh, the French uh, Putin. 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 We, we, we see a Putin. Calling a bad word, Putin. You know, not cracking on my French people. Love you guys. You know, is this true that French? No, I'm not going to. 
When I was literally Chico, sick. this is the oldest Benfica podcast. The oldest. Out yeah, there. this is Chico. this is the oldest. There was there was really none before uh, us. There was no internet before, bro. And um there's there's a lot of good projects that have um that have come up. Yes, sir. Yeah, everybody's our, doing our brothers over job. at uh, Benfica after ninety, they they're doing a good job uh, with their with their going live after there's so many man yeah there's a lot of people doing good things man and it's uh it's great it's great to see people that are passionate big shout out to my man Um, mellow mellow is the man that's my dude (laughs) that's right alex the the thing the the thing with uh with pop the builder yo (laughs) we're gonna go from baking goods we're going from baking goods to all of a sudden come fix my basement i got flooded (laughs) bob the builder yo no um no no, that there's a lot of people doing uh, a lot of great things, man. And, and uh, as a lot of people find out, doing the podcast uh, every week is not easy, especially sticking to it. We've all seen ones come and, come and go, obviously, and I'm sure they had every good intent to uh, to go on with the project. But uh, it, it takes a lot of time, man. It's yeah. just not coming here and turning things on and just bullshit your way through just it. Just be honest. The three of us have no life. We Take, have it, takes, uh, <laughs> it takes time to research. Dave does a great job with the stats, and Cristiano does a great job with I don't know what. And then me, I, I try to put it all together. I support you, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm your crutch so you don't fall over to the side. Love you too, Patrick. Pat, my man, he's still here? Still there. Are you ain't fine off the gators? <laughs> nah, man. Love you guys. All man. the best to you guys. Stay safe out there. Next week, we will uh, recap the Bota Guimarães game and the Sturil game, and we'll look ahead to what's next for Benfica. Thanks a lot for checking us out. Stay well. Forza Benfica. Carrega.